Hello, and welcome to An Unconventional Guide to Success, where we are exploring concepts and discussing real-life examples, showing that the path isn't linear and the journey to success is self-defined. My name is Linda Misagatis. And I'm Scott Montgomery. And we will be your guides. Without habits, routines, and patterns, you cannot set goals. Um, It's impossible for you to build goals if you don't have a solid structure of the rest of what we've been talking about. And so, you know, I'm curious what your your thoughts are, because you've been on both sides of it, from both um, an employee Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. an entrepreneur. And those are two very different paths. Very, very different. And a whole different approach to what you have to do from goal setting um, and how you feel about things. And, you know, we were talking about our favorite thing in the book about what you said around that is the ups feel magical and the downs feel like your company is going to implode at any minute. And that's like that is one of my favorite um, (laughs) statements because it also kind of feeds into that whole idea of what we were talking about in our last podcast on habits and patterns and routines is that, you know, if um, it's, again, that endorphins, right? It's that high that probably is very similar when you're walking on that path. So talk a little bit about that. Well, goals is a very interesting chapter for me. And you're right. It's best to find when you look at the difference between being an employee and being an entrepreneur. Yeah. And as an entrepreneur and for those young emerging leaders that are hopefully watching and trying to uh, apply what we're talking about and what I've written in the book to what their future looks like, you want uh, those types of people are not interested in being told what to do. They want to trailblaze the next activity, right? They're yes. visionaries. Typically, they're visionaries. They see a future in something that's very interesting to them. And therefore, if with all the activities of everybody's day to day lives and the influences of their relationships and their partnerships and their habits. If you don't set a goal, you might not ever achieve anything. Right. There are so many varying things that come at us day to day that if you give attention to all the other things, you might not ever reach a certain goal, right? Yeah. So for me, setting goals in business and setting goals in personal life and physical well-being are the three big buckets, right? That makes and a lot so, of sense. And so one of my goals was to be able to financially afford my three kids when I went into real estate. Sure. And I knew I would make more money selling real estate. The commissions alone were, you know, one transaction could be a four months worth of salary and one transaction could take two weeks. Right. So time value of money, the increase in salary and potential in selling real estate was Mm -hmm. unsurmountable compared to working nine to five in a salary based scenario where the boss was telling me what to do. Right, right. Right. Literally. And the jobs of uh, moving up the corporate ladder were less and less for me because I didn't have a degree. And yes. the societal norms of a degree equaling happiness, equaling my nine to five job were completely mitigated when I shifted from corporate to real estate. Right, right. And I was so fortunate in that because part of my relationship capability is to network. And I met people who were actually going to help me seed my business before I even opened it. I had those conversations and I had that trust that there was an opportunity for me to open up Worldgate in the real estate market. And before I knew it, I was having listings and I was selling property and I had people working for my emerging practice in real estate. Yeah. And the money was greater than an annual salary within the first six months. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And one of my customers or one of the potential people I was courting to do real estate came to me and said, well, we could use some help in 
consulting. Mm -hmm. Remember you worked in corporate. Would you be interested in doing some of that with us? And there began my transition out of real estate and into WorldGate as a consulting firm. And again, networking, not a goal I had set, but one that I had finally revisited as I recalibrated my goals. And I look at my goals probably once every six months, every three months. Sure. And I set different time goals, time focus um, goals. In other words, mm-hmm. I don't set goals. In 10 years, I want to retire. I mean, big goal, right. right? Yeah. Next month, I want to make sure that my UKG practice is running smooth and that I've got, sure? a nice, I've got a nice uh, cohort of people that are supporting our, our client base in that area. Yeah. That might be different than the goal I was saying last month of I want to grow the practice. I might want yep. this month's goal to be a little tighter in process. Yeah. And so there's certain ways that you can set goals uh, shorter term. A lot of people want to tackle goals five, 10 years out. I think that's a big mistake. I learned that the hard way. I set goals month, six month, one year. That's a good idea. The people I coach, same same thing. They come at me and say, I just want to be successful and be rich. I know it's going to take five years. (laughs) What are you doing to be successful and rich? It's not going to happen in five years if you don't set those shorter term goals that sort of peel back the onion of success for you. Yeah, no, it's a really, really good important. point. Yeah, I think it really is important. And you're right. I do think that we have a tendency, again, to set lofty goals, then we can't achieve them, then we yep. feel like we're a failure, and we just kind of create a pattern that makes us feel like, well, I'm never going to be successful, um, nothing's ever going to work for me, and um, you know, we kind of end up keep in a this- job. Yeah. And I'll just keep a job or, you know, and and we kind of fall into this victim mentality that, you know, well, you know, I guess I just wasn't meant to be or the, you know, the world's against me or something of that nature. But what I will say, too, is that, you know, for those people who are not um, similar to people like myself who were more comfortable working in the corporate America, because not everybody's cut out to be an entrepreneur. You know, it's it takes a lot of um, risk uh, to, to take that chance to go out and do something. And, um, and so, you know, for, for myself, what I had to look at is what could I do to achieve the goals that I wanted? So er in every job I've ever had in my, throughout my career, I never just did that job. Um, you know, so I was always looking for what else could I do? So kind of what we were talking about in our last podcast around, you know, creating routines and patterns and habits, what I would also do when I would go into these, um, into these positions is one, I would immediately figure out a much more efficient way to do the job. Once I had created that level of efficiency in it, then I started to seek out other opportunities. And so I would, you know, I got, I was very blessed for one company that I worked for where uh, we were going through several mergers and acquisitions. And I learned all about stock plans and I went out and I read and I learned about them. And I actually ended up becoming the stock administrator, um, you know, for uh, for one of the companies that I worked for just through things that I had done. And so as a result, um, I think it's important for, for people to know that if you are working and you're comfortable in that kind of nine to five environment or whatever it is today in our new hybrid world, um, but if you're more comfortable in corporate America, don't let you don't let that make you think that you can't yeah. still achieve, you know, right. high goals. Because even to your point where um, you have a, you know, you're waiting for your boss to tell you what to do. Um, and I think though, you can go outside of that as well. And oftentimes you can create your own opportunities. Um, if you look about, and you've got to be in the right situation. So I don't want to imply in every company that you work for, because some companies don't allow for that. But if you're fortunate enough to work in an organization where you kind of can be more innovative and and you can set those goals, 
you should go for it. Don't let yeah. your job title or your position prevent you from from going for it. You know, jump in there and and, and do the same thing that you talked about is creating those um, smart goals, right? So I know you yeah. talk about smart yeah. goals in the book, um, and I yeah. think that's important for 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 younger people to think about. No, I totally agree, and the smart goals are key. But also, I would say um, goals paired with drive and habits. Yeah. are going to get you wherever you're meant to go. And I like how we're peeling this back a little bit because, you know, I was very crass and waiting for your boss to tell you what to do isn't always the case, but it's sort of yeah. a good starting point of how I felt and where I was going in my career. Yes, And I did exactly what you're saying. I maneuvered around the people that I worked directly for most yes. of the time and not out of disrespect, but out of drive, out right. of goals and out of the habit of trying to be better for myself. Right. So, so, so Scott, I'm curious though. So what made you think that you were smart enough to be an entrepreneur? I mean, you didn't go to college, you didn't have a degree in business. So what made you think that all of a sudden you were smart enough to go out there and, and start your own business? I surrounded myself with the right support teams. And when I say that, I mean, my relationship with my wife, my partnership with my wife yeah. stabilized. I didn't have excessive go- uh, um, debt. I had already lo- learned how to manage money. Yeah. I had already been close. I had my car repoed in the in the mid nineties. I had already rebound from that. I bought my house. We had enough money, and I did not have debt enough that couldn't be handled by my partner if I imploded. So there was a security piece in that. Yeah. I also had friends who said, "If you ever wanted to work here for money, we would pay you and we would take you in a hot second. Got it. And lastly, and lastly, and probably most important for my track is. I had the faith that the people I was going to court for business would actually be able to provide me that business if I went ahead and did. If they weren't asking me already, I was offering to other areas. And quite frankly, it just sort of, I had it in my cards, I knew. So there was four parts of that equation that could have been mitigated by any other direction. And instead, I'm... Instead, I'm writing books about how I paid attention to the awareness of these different attributes to how I found success. Yep. No, it makes sense. Well, and I, I asked you that question kind of in a leading way, because for for all of our listeners out there who are thinking to themselves, I could never start my own business. I don't have a degree in business. Um, I don't uh, have a degree in marketing. Um, so how could I possibly do that? Uh, and I think that what's so important about what you just said is that, um, and again, not that we're saying you shouldn't go to college, because I think, you know, sometimes that's the right path for, for individuals, but for it's not for everyone. But don't let that limit yourself in the belief that you can't start your own business. And to what you just said is it kind of goes back to our first podcast where we were talking about um, relationships and partnerships and the social network and the capital that you create along the way. Those are all resources that then you get to tap back into. So you don't necessarily, because my guess is that you're not um, an expert in all things business now, that you still have people around you that, uh, that that you can tap and say, Hey, I need your help with this. 100%. And you know, solopreneurs, entrepreneurs all need a staff of people or resources around themselves. And I had set that up for myself when I went into business. In other words, I knew I could get a job if my consulting stuff didn't work out. And I was willing to take that risk. And I got lucky. It paid off for us at Worldgate. And the other thing that's really important is it's not what I know from not having a degree or having a degree. It's always been, and I will preach this till the day I die, it's who you know, not what you know. 
Yeah. And, and the more important piece of that is I know who I know because I'm a continual learner to improve on the opportunities they provide me. Yes. And I think that so makes important. a lot of sense. It, it really does. Because, you know, you said something else interesting when you were talking about, you know, I'd already learned about, um, uh, I, you know, I didn't have a lot of debt. And that's another thing. I'm glad to see that they're starting to incorporate that because I would encourage all young people, uh, if you're not getting an education around credit, um, finance, just personal finance and understanding how to manage um, debt to income. It's important to do that. There are a lot of free classes out there that you can take around that. And I think that that's an important lesson because I know for us, like, we didn't learn any of that. Um, and our nope. parents certainly did not talk about finances with us at all. And so we had no idea. We just were thrust out into the world and had to learn the hard way. <laughs> the sandwich generation. <laughs> so, aren't we lucky? Yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes, we had to just go do it. But what I think is really important about this is, you know, I look at a a lot of young people who um, who are really kind of doing this thing around um, around um, influencing, right? Being a social influencer, and yeah. what I think that is missed in all of that is that there is a business aspect to being. An, an influencer. There's marketing, there's finance, there's relationships. Um, there's all of those things that we've been talking about in these podcasts that get missed because you get caught up in the glamour of it and forget to get grounded in what's in really office. happening. Yeah. And I think that, that that's also what causes a lot of the challenges that young people are facing when they're not prepared to then take both negative and positive feedback, right? Because yeah. they've not prepared themselves for that by going through what we've described around like habits, routines, patterns, goals, relationships, partnerships. Those are all such an important component to everything you do. Well, I think they're really important. And I know that they all trickle in and it's easy to go that way. But I do want to go back and talk about the SMART goal aspect of things. And I've yeah. got my book here and I want yes. to read a, an excerpt from it. And it, it really talks about how one might go, the reason for goals we've talked about, but one way to yes. go into how to be specific in a goal, if you're unsure how to start, the smart, smart strategy can be helpful. And that means specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and time bound. Think of a smart goal as a series of objectives that make a goal doable. Like so if that. you want to be self-employed, you can break down your goals to be specific measurable, actionable, achievable, realistic, yeah. and specific or time-bound, right? So you want to look at these, these things as ways to peel back the onion to what your goal is. And so for me to have enough money to be able to retire early and get my kids the option of college paid for really mattered. Right. And so I don't know that I was going to achieve being in the top 2% of corporate environments that allowed me to afford all that at the sure. pace I wanted to afford it, especially without a degree. Yes. Yeah. So going out on my own and creating opportunities in real estate, in consulting, in selling my book, allow mm -hmm. for the incomes to come in in a passive way. I'm not doing all those actions. I've employed all those actions. Yeah. No, I think that that's was a really a good point. Yeah. Well, so thinking about that, it, when, you know, uh, one of the things that you also say in, in your book is you talk about um, at points where you have to evaluate your happiness and your pursuits mm -hmm. and, and you really kind of reevaluating your goals. And when you need to reassess, you reassess. And when you need to reprioritize, you reprioritize. And I think that's an important piece as well, right? That just because you set a goal, it doesn't mean that 
the goal can't change or that priorities are going to shift, right? Because life happens and things, things come along that maybe make you go one way or another. That's why you don't go too long and setting goals that are too far out. And I also think the word pivot is important here because as impacts occur, you have to be able to pivot and shift your goals to align to the bigger goal, right? So it's again, peeling back this onion of goals, getting you to a place where you want to find success. And for me, again, it was, if I was going to use the kids analogy, it's getting them to school, it's getting things paid for, it's getting me retired early. But I also think that date night goals with my wife, who's going to be my partner for the rest of my life, well past my earning years, is another important goal, right? So we have varying goals that are sort of applied. And the interesting thing about the one I just bring up is Caitlin's also my business partner at WorldGate. Right. So not only are we in relationship, not only are we in business together, some of my goals are aligned with the habits that we share and the objectives around the smart goals. And so it's all yeah. very intertwined, but goals are really important to be understood as ones that can shift. Yes. And if you pivot the goal and you want to realign the goal, I wouldn't set them so lofty past a year or two personally. Yeah. No, I think that's a, that's a really good, um, a really good point. Uh, and so I'm just wondering, you know, be as we are kind of winding down on, on our episode here is if you were going to give some advice to our listeners about establishing a smart goal, could you maybe tell them like, how would you start with that? So, because it's sometimes challenging to figure out how do I get smart or how do I get started? Cause we see smart. So we know what it says. Everybody has, you know, seen that acronym over the, over the years. Um, but how do I do it? Um, you know, oh, I've what, got what's a very easy answer. Yes. The first step is www.howdidyougethere.com. I love it. And there is a goals worksheet free of charge that you can download Awesome. And you can start to chart out your goals and you can break them down by function. You can break them down by time bound. You can break them down by finance. You can break them down by, you know, all different ways you want to measure your goals. But I have a very specific download that you can get that will allow you to start to chart that out. And I would say write them down and yeah. revisit them at least monthly. You know, it's I get into my lists daily, but I also yeah. strategic plans are good for long term monthly goals. There's a lot of different ways you can set those up, but definitely drive them towards your success. And I and have the goals smart sheet you can pull down. No, I love it. That's great. Thank you for sharing that. We hope you enjoyed this episode of An Unconventional Guide to Success. In each episode, Scott and I will share experiences and relationships that have shaped us. Our next episode, we will focus on how important your mindset is and taking care of yourself. When you go from a fixed mindset to a growth mindset, a new world of possibilities open up. Keller Williams Realty. An Unconventional Guide to Success is an inspirational, motivated series hosted by Scott Montgomery and Linda Misagatis, recorded on Riverside.fm. Music, editing, and production by Logan Misagatis. Check out Scott Montgomery's new book, How Did You Get Here?, and all the helpful related materials at www.howdidyougethere.com. Thank you for joining us on our journey. If you would like to reach out to us, our contact information is in the show notes. At the end of each episode, we would like to leave you with a few questions offered to guide you in your personal exploration of how relationships and experiences are building your success. Take time to reflect and write about what arises. What are your goals in the short term, medium term, and long term? Who encourages and supports you in reaching your goals? What goals have you set that no longer serve you?